0: Verse 21, have you ever held a grudge against someone? I know I have. But before we go into that, many of us may have heard of a lady named Maxine Minster. Maxine baked the best Christmas sugar cookies on the planet. In fact, they were so good that everyone would ask her, please, can I have your recipe? And she would respond every time, over my dead body. (laughs) Year after year, request upon request, over my dead body. Well, when Maxine passed away, her husband and her daughter thought it fitting to put the Christmas cookie recipe on her tombstone so that it would be over her dead body and it absolutely is true you can look it up for yourself her Christmas cookie recipe is there for the whole world to enjoy but that's how she held on to that secret over my dead body and that's what I think we have a tendency to do as people Memorial Day of course is tomorrow and Memorial Day we we celebrate and we commemorate and we remember all of those men and women who gave their lives in the armed forces for our country, for our freedom. My grandfather on my mother's side was in the military for 30 years. He was a sergeant master. He was in the Korean War. He was in Vietnam. And when he passed away, my grandmother resented him in his military service so much that she wouldn't let me I did his service. She wouldn't let me mention his bronze stars, his purple hearts, the thousands of men that he had trained as a drill sergeant. She was adamant. No. To his death, she resented his military service. To her death, she continued to resent it all the way to the grave. Even my mom has resentments towards my grandfather's service. Why is that? I don't know what happened, and and I don't need to know. But what's unfortunate is why those resentments were carried with them their entire lives. As people, we can hold on to things. And it's easy to. Because people do things to make us mad. People do things that hurt us. Things happen in life that don't that don't fit our plan, and someone else is usually involved in it. So we have resentment. People take advantage of us. People use us to make themselves look better. People let us down. Especially family. In fact, right now, and I'm being honest, I can think of people that I'm frustrated with. So we're going to read Matthew 18. Verse 21. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him ten thousand talents was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. So when I read that passage, I go, wow, forgiveness is absolutely a really big deal. Not just for other people, but for each of us. In fact, it's a real world event that needs to happen every single day. Because when we don't forgive, It brings misery to our own lives. It snuffs the light out of every single moment we live, just like that wicked servant was delivered to the torturer. And I was thinking about this this week too. Forgiveness is so important that it is one of the critical foundations and pillars of the Christian life. Jesus said this, He said, when you pray, don't pray long, drawn out prayers. Pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Jesus said if you're going to pray, keep it really simple. Your will be done. Take care of our needs. Forgive us as we forgive. Keep us from evil. It is one of the most critical things that we can have in our lives is that gift of forgiveness for ourselves and that gift of forgiveness that we can offer other people. I'm going to be really honest with you here. Some of you might not like me. I've given money to lots of people who were on the side of the road who had signs, who needed help. But there's been a new breed of people who have signs who are asking for help. And when I see them, I get angry inside. Because I see them holding a smartphone on the other side of the sign texting their buddies. I've seen multiple times them sitting there counting this enormous wad of cash. And I'm thinking, man, i got four kids. You should be giving me money. You know, But for whatever reason, there's a new breed of what we could call professional moochers. And there are genuine people out there who really need help, and they're not getting that help because we have other people who are professionally taking advantage of people because they don't want to work. They just don't want to. They want other people to pay for their habits. And so if that causes anger and frustration in me, then maybe that means I need to do something about it. So I've been thinking about that. What does that look like? How do, we, how do we address this? How do we help the people who need help and help those who want us to help them but can actually do it on their own? See, forgiveness is a foreign word to most people in the world. It's not part of their vocabulary. People don't get ready for a football game going, yeah, we got to get out there and forgive! No. We live in a world that really settles on revenge. It settles at hate. Those are the words that people like to live by. And so when you throw the word forgiveness out there, they go, well, that, that, that doesn't do anything for me. That doesn't stop this anger that I have, or does it? See, very often people discover the gift of forgiveness this awesome gift that God has for us that Jesus died on the cross for, they discover that, that forgiveness when they see it lived out in your life and in my life, they actually go, oh, I get it. Forgiveness is something that's real. And that's something that I think we need to do. We need to allow God's forgiveness in our lives to become real. Real. And by that I mean we don't just pray it because we're supposed to. We don't just ask for it because we feel like we should. But that we actually live it out. That it becomes who we are. Earlier this week at work, um, I had to fire up one of our old pumps. It's a 15 horsepower pump. pumps 350 gallons per minute out of a 3 inch pipe. So it's got a tremendous head pressure on it. This sucker moves water. And we haven't fired it up for about three months, and it's sitting in the bottom of this uh, sump. Well, what usually happens at the bottom of these sumps is they collect all the mud and dirt. All the stinky stuff goes to the bottom, and then it sits there for years and ferments and gets flavorful. Kick the pump on, she's going. Go over and look, and here's this awesome head pressure. I'm like, oh, this is great. What a good day. Nothing's breaking. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open this valve, and I'm going to turn this valve off. And I go to close the valve, and the whole pipe explodes. And it, it not dumps, it blasts rancid skunk bottom water all over me. It's in my mouth. It's, it's in my nose. I can still taste it right now. And this happened on Tuesday. It, I spent, I didn't realize how bad it was. One of the guys who was working with me, he's standing there and he's, he's got his Dalmatian with him. And his Dalmatian threw up because <laughs> it stunk so bad. And I didn't know this until afterwards. He goes, Man, boss, I feel bad. My dog even threw up. <laughs> I wore those clothes the rest of the day. So what was really interesting about that, though, was when that happens to you, it's very real. It's in your face. It's very real to you. And that's one of the things that we need to allow forgiveness to be. We need to let it be very real. That we live it out. That we offer it to others. That we live in such a way that it's real in our lives, moment by moment. And there are things that happen in life that are hard and you you ask for forgiveness, you try to offer forgiveness, but you just can't get over it. Well, that's when it becomes really real because you're sitting there going tff, tff. forgiveness becomes a moment by moment thing. Moment by moment, you got to get over the anger. Moment by moment, you got to forgive the resentment. Moment by moment, you got to dump the pain. That's how real you got to make it. John twenty twenty three says, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And there are a lot of people who would rather sit in a sump of filthy skunk bottom water and not forgive. I'm going to sit in my skunk water and be angry. No one come in here with me. I'm doing it. Instead of forgiving and moving forward and helping other people see that love of Jesus Christ, He said it, if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. They're retained. You're swimming in it. Or maybe you're even drowning in it. It's a big step in Christian maturity. Life happens and so do mistakes, but if we have this thing in our lives that we find we're continually over and over going back to God, going, hey God, forgive me. Oops. It's time to start making changes in your life so that you can grow and move forward and get out of that pond of skunk water. One of the things I've also been thinking about is this. I need Jesus Christ just as much as the people I can't tolerate Need Jesus Christ. We are on an equal playing field. We had this girl in our, in our youth ministry. Her name was Sarah. And she was an awesome, bright, vibrant young lady. And one day she was driving down the road in Grand Junction, Colorado, and it was dark outside. And a gentleman decided that he was going to end his life by throwing himself in front of her car. And he was successful. That young lady had to walk through investigation as to whether she was going to be guilty of manslaughter, vehicular manslaughter. She had to wear this weight of, oh my goodness, I I think I killed that man. There were gobs of witnesses who were able to testify that there was nothing she could have done. Through time, Sarah was a, a very strong healthy Christian girl, through time she, she, she realized, I need to forgive him. I need to forgive him. Because that guy had to have been in such a, a place in his life where that was his only option. He needs Jesus as much as I need Jesus. We all need Jesus just as much as the other guy and the other gal need Jesus. And Paul makes that clear in Romans 3.23. He says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We're all on that equal playing field. Whether we're rich or poor. Or churched or not churched. Whether we're free or, or we're a prisoner. We all need Jesus the same. And sometimes we've got to remember that. That we need a little bit of grace and a little bit of forgiveness in our lives so that we can give a little bit of grace and a little bit of forgiveness to other people's lives. We're going to end here in just a minute, but I wanted to share a story with you. Um, in, in our youth ministry in Grand Junction, we had a pretty significant um, youth ministry there. Uh, we had these two boys who, who grew up in our ministry, Nick and John. They're great guys. They were even on our, our first worship team. and. The one of them played the drums and it was, it was terrible. <laughs> but he, he was there every week and we had an awesome worship team and it grew and it grew. Well, mom came to church, but dad did not. Well, these guys kept coming to church and coming to church and getting involved. And finally, dad just kind of, he just kind of started poking around a little bit. He would, you know, he'd come at the end of the church to pick his kids up and just kind of see what was going on. Barry, do you want to come up? We're going to close pretty soon. Um, after a while he started kind of opening up to me a- and he said uh, he started talking about work and how much he hated his job and this went on for a couple of years I hate my job there people treat me terrible there I've been there for 25 years they're awful, they're mean one day I'm setting up for youth group and part of my process for setting up youth group was I loved to set up the chairs. And it took a long time. This is a lot of chairs. But that was just my time to just kind of pray and just kind of, man, God, you've got to be in this service. We really need you here. Hope you reach some kids. So I'm, I'm doing my thing. I'm setting up chairs. And I look over and here's John, the dad. I'm like, well, you shouldn't be here till after church. And you could tell he had that look on his face. So I stopped with the chairs and went over. I'm like, hey, John, how's it going? Not good, man. Wow. I'm sorry. What's, what's going on? And he just broke and he just started weeping. He goes, I can't take it anymore. They're so cruel to me at work. I, I, I just I can't do it. You know what, John? I'm sorry, man. Let me pray for you. So I just prayed for him a quick little prayer. I said, Here's what I want you to do don't leave. I want you to stay through church tonight. Sit through the youth ministry. Hang out in the back. And I want you to just be a dad. Forget about work. Forget about everything else. And just enjoy and let God minister to you. Okay, I'll I'll do that. He sat through the whole church service. We're we're already having a victory right there. Something happened in the church service, in in the youth ministry service, because at the end of the service, he came up and he goes, with a whole new light in his eyes. I know what i got to do. He quit his job. He applied for another job. And he's been working at Cat Wagner for almost 11, 12 years now in Grand Junction, Colorado. And he loves it. But the really neat thing that happened for John was God really God really connected to him. And, and John let something go. John started coming to church every single weekend and every Wednesday night. And pretty soon, he became one of our adult youth leaders. And then pretty soon, every single Sunday after our our three church services, we would have a barbecue at our house. He was there at every barbecue with his family, connected, fully involved. This is what I love about forgiveness. When we make it real, it changes our lives. When we live it out moment by moment, when we offer it, when we receive it, when we give it, when we share it, when we let other people know about that forgiveness that God has given us that's free to the whole world, it changes everyone's lives. It's a gift. We're going to pray and Barry's going to close us in our closing hymn. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank You so much for this beautiful day. Lord, thank You for so many who have given their lives for our country. Thank You so much for You, for Your Son, Jesus Christ, that You gave Your life for the world. And we ask, Lord, that we would take that forgiveness and that we would believe it and that we would own it. And that we would go forward and we would offer it to everyone we see. That we would live it out. That we would choose to no longer live in the skunk water. But that that we would move forward in Your light and Your love and your forgiveness. In Jesus' name. Really quick, before we part, uh, we're going to say a quick prayer over Marty. Um, Marty went to the back and she would passed out after the first piano sing- song there. I think she's doing just fine. And thank you, Barry, for filling in. But let's pray for Marty really quick. Lord, we just lift Marty up to you and we ask that your hand would be on her. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would just be with her and bless her and protect her and give her health. We ask right now. We ask that you would just restore her and, uh, and be with her. And Lord as we all go from this place would you bless us and protect us indeed in Jesus name. Amen. Happy Memorial weekend everyone. Take care. Never crumble in a day. It's a slave.